Jesus' name, amen. I want to start again today with a question, and, and the question is simple, and I would like for you to think about it, and I would actually like to hear from some of you if you don't mind sharing. And, and the question is, who are your heroes? Who are those people that inspire you, that you aspire to be like, that are examples for you? Who are those people in your life that have molded you and shaped you to be the people you are? either because you are intimately, personally connected to them, or, or maybe you've only read about them in books or seen pictures of them on TV, uh, they're historical figures. But I, I'd like to hear from some of you, if you don't mind sharing, you can raise your hand, who are some of your heroes? And I'm not expecting everyone to say Jesus, this is not a trick question, but really, who are some of those people in your life? Anna, yeah. Parents, yeah, I think probably a lot of us would say that, right? Our parents are our heroes. Anyone else care to share? Grandparents, yeah, yeah, good. I saw him. Your wife. Oh, good answer. Whoever said that up there. (laughs) Marty. Oh, so good. Some of our uh, fellow Christians here, brothers and sisters in Christ. That's encouraging. My mom. Your mom. Oh, good. I think that was Sue up there. Wonderful. Anyone else? Pastors and fellow Christians. Yeah, good, good, good. Examples for us. Good. People from this church, yeah, encouraging, good, good. Uh, I was thinking about this, that this week, who some of my heroes are, and, and as I began to go through uh, some lists in my mind, it kind of occurred to me that, that we are not at a loss for heroes, that there are plenty to choose from. Uh, we're not exactly lacking in the hero department. Praise be to God that we have lots of wonderful examples for us. Because there are, of course, the historical heroes that we aspire to, right? People like I don't know, Abraham Lincoln or Martin Luther King or or Mother Teresa. Uh, Those are heroes for some of us. Uh, There are the everyday heroes that we look to, police officers, firefighters, EMTs, uh, members of the military uh, that we want to be like. There are heroes. There are the biblical heroes, spiritual heroes. Uh, We heard about some of those, but also people like the Apostle Paul or or the Apostle Peter or Mary, the mother of Jesus, uh, or King David or any of those people. Uh, And then there are, of course, I thought I might hear this, but I didn't, the superheroes, right? Uh, When I was a kid, it was Spider-Man. He was my hero. But maybe for you, it's uh, Wonder Woman or Batman, whatever the case may be. But but as I thought about this, I thought, we're not lacking for heroes. Uh, There are so many to choose from, praise be to God. And yet it seems to me that for all of the heroes that there are out there, historical, everyday, superheroes, biblical heroes, for all of the heroes that we can choose from, it wouldn't hurt to have one more, right? Uh, we could always use one more hero. I don't know about you, but maybe sometimes we feel this way when it comes to our government and in our political world. Like, wouldn't it be nice if there was a hero out there who could clean up our, our messy political environment, someone who could uh, speak to both sides, Democrat and Republic, Republican, who, who could speak truth and kindness, someone who was strong and powerful, but, but who wasn't in it for themselves, but in it for the good of the people? Like, wouldn't it be nice to have a, a hero for our government and our country or or, or maybe sometimes we feel like it would sure be nice to have a hero for our families. Uh, our relationships with our, our families are messy sometimes, and even our marriages are, are messy. And sometimes as parents, maybe you just don't know what to do with your kids, the right words to say, how much support do you give. And it would sure be nice to have a hero walk in with a lot of those answers, someone who could lead your family. Maybe sometimes we feel this way even in our churches. 
I don't think it's a, a shock to anyone. American Christianity is changing. American Christianity seems to be in the decline. Less and less people are coming to church on Sundays across this country. You could drive down certain roads and see for sale signs in front of churches, things that were never thought possible 50 years ago. And, and wouldn't it be nice to have a hero come in into our American Christian churches and, and restore them to their former glory? For all of the heroes that are out there, it seems to me like we could always use one more, or, or maybe at the very least, one more hero wouldn't hurt. Uh, but in our reading for today from 1 Thessalonians, I think God reminds us that, that what we need, what this world needs, what our, our families and our communities and our neighborhoods and our churches need is not another hero, uh, that we can stop waiting around for some otherworldly superhuman hero to show up and, and, and save the day. Uh, God, God's word reminds us that we don't need any more heroes. What we do need are a whole lot more saints. Uh, but let me explain. Our, our reading for today, our second reading, was from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And, and I would imagine that those Thessalonians could have felt like they needed a hero. You see, the, the Thessalonians, when Paul, who's the author of that letter to them, when he writes to them from afar, they are a brand new church, this Thessalonian church. Uh, Paul had, had visited them on one of his missionary journeys. As you know, Paul had gone out into the world to tell the world about Jesus. And, and one of his stops was Thessalonica to visit with these Thessalonians. And, and we hear that for three Sabbath days, for three weekends, Paul uh, shows up to their synagogues, their churches, their public places, and, and Paul teaches them about Jesus. He says, you got to hear about this man that I know, that I've seen, that he lived and he died and he rose again. And miraculously, by the grace of God, some people in that town, more than just a few, they, they come to believe. A church begins to form. A believers are gathered, and, and it's amazing. It's, it's great. They're hearing things about love and mercy and grace that they've never heard before. And, and then one day, some people in town in Thessalonica, some powerful people, they get word of this, and, and they don't like what Paul is saying. They don't appreciate this new thing called Christianity, and, and they want it squashed. And, and so they threaten to persecute the leaders of the movement, of that new Christian movement, and they want Paul out of town. And, and so Paul is forced to flee, to escape. Uh, at nighttime, when it's dark, some, some people in town take him out. He has to literally run for his life because he fears being persecuted, stoned, maybe even killed. And so can you imagine being a, a Thessalonian Christian at that point? Right? Here is your hero, uh, the, the only person that you've ever experienced who's telling you all about Jesus, the, the man who, who quite literally brought you into the faith by sharing Jesus with you. He's gone now. and He's been run out of town. <laughs> and can you imagine the fear that they must have felt? Like, like what happened to Paul? Is that going to happen to me now? And, and you can imagine the doubt the Thessalonians must have felt. Like, if this Christianity thing is so true, then why is God letting this happen? You can imagine that they might have felt like they needed a hero, right? Someone to swoop in and, and save their, their little fledgling church from all of that worry and doubt and fear. And, and you could also imagine all the questions they must have had, right? I, I mean, they only got a, a three-week course in Christianity from Paul before he was kicked out. And you can imagine there was a lot that they still needed to learn. And, and we know that one of those questions they had, uh, one area that they were awfully interested in was the end, they wanted to know, is there an end for Christians? How are they supposed to know? Maybe Paul hadn't gotten there yet. 
They wanted to know if there is an end, what will that be like? And, and when will that happen? And, and what about Jesus? Is, is he coming back or is he just staying up there on his heavenly throne content to watch all of us struggle and, and strive? And they had lots of questions about the end. And, and eventually, in just a few verses, Paul will get there. And in the next chapter especially, Paul will answer a lot of those questions and worries and doubts that they have. And and so as a church, in the next couple of weeks, as we walk through this book of 1 Thessalonians, we're going to get there too, and we're going to hear some of those answers. But, uh, but before Paul gets there, uh, before he answers all of those questions about the end, when that might be, and what it might look like, Paul wants to tell them how to live until that day. <laughs> until that day, whenever it is, none of us know, and until that day, whatever it might look like, Paul has some important things to say uh, about how to live and, and what we need in this world. And, and so this is, this is what Paul says. And again, this is in your reading. It's on page five in your bulletin if you'd like to follow along. Uh, Paul says, until the end, until that day, whenever it might be, whatever that might look like, he says, finally, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are now living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. Notice that Paul doesn't say, Hey, Thessalonians, I know you're worried. I know you're afraid. I know you have a lot of questions. And, and I want to get there, but just hang tight because there's a hero coming to the rescue. You know, I'm, I'm going to come back. I'm going to swoop in on my white horse and, and save the day. No, Paul doesn't promise that. He doesn't tell them to live like heroes. He doesn't tell them that they need a hero. He, he says just, just be a Christian. <laughs> be a saint. Because a saint is really anyone who believes in Jesus, who has been washed clean and forgiven, who is filled with the Holy Spirit and strengthened by the power of Christ. He, he knows that they are saints already by faith in Jesus, and now he, he tells them to live like it. They don't need a hero. They just need to, to live out who they are. They just need to, to act like who God has made them, like saints. And Paul will go on a little bit later in, in just a few verses, and he will describe what this looks like, what it looks like to live like a saint. Because maybe we're kind of scratching our heads like, I got to live like a saint? Oh my goodness, this sounds impossible. I'm not Mother Teresa, right? So Paul will describe what a, a saint, saint's life looks like. And this is what he says. It, it almost sounds ordinary, mundane, maybe even boring to us. But, but this is what it looks like, Paul says, to live like a saint. He says, now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you, brothers, to do so more and more. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, to work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent upon anybody. You see, again, Paul is urging those Thessalonians that until the end, whatever that might look like, whenever that might come, to, to simply go about the business of God, to do that humble, quiet, everyday work that God has put before you. I, I think if Paul were writing to us today, or if God was writing through Paul to us today, to, to Arlington Heights, Buffalo Grove Christians, here where we are, and if you were to expand on that, he might say things like, uh, brothers and sisters, start living like the Lord. Start being the saints you are. Parents, he might say, just keep on loving your children. 
You don't need to be their hero. You don't need to save them or rescue them. Just be a good mom or be a good dad. Like, tuck your kids in at night. Pray for them and with them. <laughs> Teach them the simple lessons about their Savior. Parents, just love your kids. And, and children, uh, love your parents. Honor them, respect them, obey them, no matter how old you get. Just, just keep on following the rules. Keep on listening to mom and dad. When you get older, maybe call them every once in a while. That would be nice. Uh, invite them over for dinner. They might appreciate that. Children, you don't need to save your parents. You don't need to rescue them. Just, just be a good child. Uh, citizens, Paul might write. Anyone who considers themselves a citizen of this country, uh, do the work of the Lord quietly. Show up and vote, he might say. Be a part of your local elections. And then after you vote, don't go on Facebook and tell the world about it. <laughs> don't complain and write little snarky comments uh, on, on, on the internet. Just, just vote. Do your civic duty. And then come home from voting and find some way to love your neighbor. Call and check in on that elderly neighbor of yours who, who doesn't have family around anymore. Or, or show up at, at pads at the homeless shelter to give back to those in need. Citizens, just do your civic duty and, and love your neighbor. Uh, to those of us who are of working age, Paul might write, just, just keep on working. Work hard. Work honestly. Don't cut corners. Don't complain about your boss and, and don't gossip about or with your coworkers. Just, just do the best that you can do. And, and should you get the promotion you wanted or the paycheck you always dreamed of or the title that you longed for, don't brag and boast about it and stick out your chest. Just say, thank you, Lord, because that's what saints do. To those of us who are retired, Paul might write, you know what? Uh, y- your career has ended, but your work for the Lord hasn't. Uh, that never stops. So find some way to, to continue to work for Jesus. Maybe it means volunteering here at church or, or maybe all you can do is pray, but, but that's the Lord's work too. So pray hard for your community, your neighbors, your family, and, and Christians across the world because this world doesn't need a hero. <laughs> what this world needs more of are God's people, his saints, going about the humble, simple, quiet, sacrificial service kinds of ways that he has called us to. You see, we don't need to, to wait around twiddling our thumbs for a hero to come and save us. Uh, we also don't need to, to, to be heroes for anyone. Uh, th- and that ought to be a comfort to us. That parents, you don't need to be a hero for your kids. You don't need to be super mom or super dad. You don't need to save or rescue or redeem your children. Your kids have a hero and his name is Jesus. <laughs> so just be a good parent. And, and children, you don't need to, to save or rescue your parents. They have a hero too. His name is Jesus. And none of us needs to save or rescue or redeem our, our church or our community or our neighborhood or our country This world has a hero, the only hero that any of us needs. It's Jesus, the one who who lived that perfect life that we could not live. The one who died on the cross carrying our guilt and our shame and our sin. Jesus is our hero, the one who rose from the grave, who conquered it all, who defeated Satan and sin and death once and for all. See, Jesus is our hero. He came once and he he dwells with us today and his promise, and we're going to talk about this more later, is that one day he'll come again to restore and renew all things. And and so God doesn't call us to to be anybody's hero. He says that we have a hero and it's him, Jesus, that we trust in with all that we are. Brothers and sisters, what this world needs is not another one. We have the only one we need. Instead, what this world needs is you and me, God's people, his saints, going about his humble work.
In Jesus' name, amen.